everyone, I'm Vinam and this is the Nixers podcast on Nixers.net. Today we're gonna discuss environment variables. We're gonna dive into the world. We're gonna discuss what are environment variables, their little historic, the most common ones that you should know about, at which point in time they are loaded, and by who they are loaded. Are they loaded locally, globally? How's this inheritance thing going on with environment variables? What are the must-know stuff about environment variables, the tips and tricks, the relevant tools and commands, and much more? Let's go into the word directly. Let's talk about those environment variables. What are they? Let's define them first. Environment variables are a set of dynamic values, sort of helper or configuration values, that can affect a way a process runs. Very generic uh, definition that's uh, way too generic actually. It would have many implementation if we could define it just like that. And usually those values are uh, queried by the process and they are part of its environment and consequently the name. So it's the thing, uh, sort of metadata around the process. So they are there so that the process can know the suitable values of the system it's running on. They are uh, a definition of the system it's the process is running on, so to say. For example, uh, the temporary location to store temporary files or the home directory. So if a program wants to know where to write those temporary files, it asks the system, what's the value of temporary file location? And then the system replies back this. And so the, the program can write to this place. But this definition is vague, it's bleak, it's uh, random. It's not very well defined with specs at least this definition, but we'll see something else later on. So with just this de definition, the implementation could be done in a lot of ways. What's really an environment variable? It's just something that tells a process what, what system it's running on and what to do with those values it's asking for. Uh, this isn't very, this isn't, this isn't clear. All those environment variables respected, enforced, this is this is also not so clear. They don't have to be respected, but they are there to query. So you can still query the system and respect them, but they're not forced. Let's go through the historic. They were first introduced in their modern form in 1979 and version 7 of Unix, and thus they are included in all um, modern Unix operating system and flavors or variants, whatever you want to call them, from that point onward, including Linux and OS X. They are all standardized, mostly, if we can say, and the format is a bunch of uh, name value, where the value is a set of strings separated by columns. So let's go, go into details uh, about environment variables, their cycle, at which point they are loaded, and by who. And the most important thing to notice here is by who. 
because we, we'll talk a lot about inheritance of environment variables. Let's go into details. And all Unix and Unix-like systems, each process has its own separate set of environment variables. So each process has its own environment variables. By default, when a process is created, it inherits a duplicate environment of its parent process, except for explicit changes made by the parent when it creates the child. At the API level, these changes must be done between running, fork, and exec. After that, the values the running program access are static. Anything changed in a script or compiled program will only affect that process and possibly child processes. The parent process and any unrelated processes will not be affected. So this is this sort of like two, three paragraph summarize what's the most important about environment variables. You have a parent process that has environment variables, which it read somewhere and it assigned them to itself. And then the child inherits them. And that's the most important thing, because then you know about the hierarchy of processes and you can deduce that the first process loaded those environment variables and assigned and uh, the child process just inherited them. Okay, so let's go on sort of like a more technical level. On, on Linux, each process stores their environment and the slash proc slash pid slash environ file. So this file contains each key value pair delimited by a null character. So it's the zero zero byte. Uh, a more human readable format can be obtained with set. So you can just replace uh, this null byte with a backslash n. Or instead of proc pid environ, you could um, you could use a proc self environ if it's your own process you want to check. So that's only on Linux because you don't have proc on other Unix-like flavors. And that's just to check uh, where those environment variables are stored. So they're, they're like stored there and then uh, just for querying. That's on a low level. More generally, the environment variables are passed to the program via the exec VE system call. The last last argument of that system call is an array of key value pair where the key is obviously the name of the environment variables and the values is the uh, the values. So you can check the man exec VE and the man environ. Environ is sort of like the format those uh, environment variables are in. But note that this exec v system calls last argument array has a fixed limited size, so you cannot pass a, a huge amount of environment variable. It's generally limited. Now, on an even lower level, the process manages the environment variables internally, and uh, array called underscore underscore environ. And this array underscore underscore environ, usually uh, uh, the underscore underscore environ are like internal variables in a program by used by the system. So it contains the environment variables and it's a post extender. 
If you want to know more about this, you can check the main page about Environ. Uh, it's in the seven section. Anyway, now we've said that uh, everything is done by inheritance. You have a parent process that gives its own environment variables to the child process. But how does this parent process uh, load those environment variables? Where does it lead, load them from? It loads them from numerous files. And it's many, there are many, let's say, parent process of future child processes that load diff different types of files. And those, those happen sequentially, uh, the, the filling of environment variables. And you could also fill them with command line facilities uh, usually implemented by the shell and you could access also those things. Well, we said it's sequential, there's an order to this and we're gonna examine examine this process right now. So they're loaded usually at the system, then at the login, then at the session and shell specific thing. Then there are different stuff under this once you're logged in temporary pseudo environment variables they are the they are also the ones that you set before execution uh, usually it's a user program and you set it with before fork and exec like we said before so the idea is simple the newest file that is read and that has an environment variable with the same name as the previous one will override the previous one for the next program that will start. So let's answer first. Who reads those files and who uses them? Well, it depends on at which point it's uh, it's loaded. If usually it's the shell or the program that is executed and that reads the file. Let's go with system set environment variables. Those are the ones inherited by all other processes started on the system. They are generic, the ones initialized at the system startup. So uh, they're initialized at the system startup, so I think, but I haven't done my research on that because I haven't found any clue, but I think it's the booting process that reads those files, or maybe the kernel. And the files it reads are slash etc slash profile and slash etc slash environment. And on some specific system, there's a subdirectory inside etc called profile.d and it reads anything, any file in it, and it uh, reads the environment variables inside those files, those subfiles. So those files initialize variables for login shells only so it does however run script and can be used by born shell compatible shells so it has those shell scripting thing and slash etc slash environment is used by the pam env module and is agnostic to login non-login interactive non-interactive and also bash non-bash so scripting and expansion, glob expansion cannot be used. The file only accept variable equal value pair. So I'm not sure if etc environment is 
available on some BSD variants because it's read by PAM, Pluggable Authentication Module. So it's uh, it's used just before logging into the system where you get that uh, where you get PAM to log into the system. So with that, uh, we we can say that basically ETC profile is the mostly only vi viable way to set something generic. But also we said that it's used only by login shells. So it might not inherit more, but then again, it depends. Now let's go with login. With login, we said ETC profile is for login, but it's also a generic system-wide wide configuration. And there's also pam underscore env.conf, which is also at login, but it's generic, and it's loaded by the pluggable authentication module. So sort of like slash etc slash environment, it's uh, generic, and it's system-wide. Now, session-wide and shell-specific. What do I mean by session? I mean once you log in, once you're logged in after logging in. So those those environment variables are augmenting the global environment variables. They're adding to them, uh, sort of like your unique thing for your user. They're local, and they're not they're not system wide. They're just inside your session. Once you're logged in, you have them. But if someone logs in with another user, he he might not have them. So which files are those? And by by what program are they loaded? So one obvious thing is uh, your shell configuration and your home directory. So if you're using uh, zsh is dot zshrc or bash dot bashrc or whatever you shell you're using, there's also the global configuration of that shell, which is an etc usually your shell.rc and this one it's global for anyone that uses that shell but also at the session the session level more than that there's also the dot profile file in the home directory it's loaded by the shell by most uh, compliant shell other than that, we said there, there's a PAM environment that is global. There's, there's one that is local that you can put in your home directory and it's a .pam environment file. Now something weird I discovered is that environment variables can be loaded inside your .xinitrc. So this one is more above the session wide and more like graphical interface session wide so it's a subsection per graphical session uh, yeah so that's about it for session and shell specific wide now temporary and pseudo environment variables what are those there they are on the spot sort of set by the shell so any other sh shell script can uh, use them. They're not they're not persistent as in uh, 
as in they're not very they're not considered true environment variables they're considered pseudo environment variables there's they're stored uh, temporarily just for the shell just for this moment they're they're passed on the command line uh, and they, they might not even be considered environment variables so if the if you have like those shell variables that you 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 put without the export keyword and then you define just on the spot then those are what i refer to as uh, pseudo environment variables uh, and they might not be inherited by the child process so that's why they're they might not be real environment variables and now the last section uh, it's something obvious that we mentioned before setting environment variables before execution the ones you set between fork and exec and that you can set inside programs or or uh, uh yeah i think that's it yeah between fork and exec let's name a few common environment variables but before starting the list of the most common ones we need to say that in Unix and Unix-like system, the names of the environment variables are case-sensitive. So an uppercase path is different than a lowercase path. And it's also common practice to name all the environment variables with only English capital letters and underscore signs to separate the words. So let's dig into some, some common, must-known environment variables. Uh, we just said path, so let's do it. Path is the set of of uh, places the system looks for uh, and those directories to in order to execute comments. So when you give it a comment, you just give it the name of the program of the program you want to run, and it looks inside inside those directories. If it finds the program, it executes it. That's the path. Now main path. It's the same thing, but it's the list of directories for the system to search for main pages. Another one that is cool, the home, home environment variables. It's the current home for your user. So if a program wants to know uh, what's the location of your home, it can query this environment variables. Another one is the PWD, the current working directory so also it's useful for programs the display environment variable it it uh, it gives you the current value of the display uh, you're using and that's mostly used in and graphical environment by by GUI and now okay LD library path and LD preload those are the directories or location that the dynamic linker will load com code from. And uh, this is the runtime libraries uh, that are loaded in addition to the ones that are hard defined or hard, hard loaded by the LD and LDCOM file. So it's the LD, it's the linker. Another must know environment variables is the lang well lc all the time zone tz 
those are local settings variables for the language and local related behavior by the system. Random. Random generates a random integer between 0 and 32,767. That's, that's nifty. Uh, if you want to do a random number generator on the command line, you can use an environment variable to do that. The PS1 and PS2 environment variable. PS1 is the default prompt, the one that appears when you're logged in, uh, the default thing. And the PS2 is the waiting prompt. So for example, you, you do a, a big curl, a curl command, and then you you end, and then you want to do a multi-line thing. So you, you keep a backslash at the end, then you go on the second line to add stuff to the to the command. And that's where the PS2 go, goes uh, into working mode. It's the waiting prompt. So it, it waits for, for you to to finish your comment, entering your comment, and then to execute it. The term environment variables defines the terminal type. And usually you don't define it because it's defined automatically by the get ty program, g-e-t-t-y program. But sometimes uh, there are other processes that messes this, var this variable, and so you have to set it again, otherwise you have weird outputs, strange stuff happening in your in your shell, because other program expect you to be compliant with that terminal terminal type. The TMP dir environment variable usually it's slash var slash TMP, and it's the directory used for temporary file creation, and it's this one. It's used by a lot of programs, and if if you change it, you might mess up your system because it's going to write to, I don't know, weird locations. Now we have a section with environment variables that are used and queried to know the preferred applications to use for certain things. We have the pager, visual, editor, those environment variables. The pager is the name of the utility used to display long text by commands such as man. Editor is the name of the user's preferred text editor. It's used by a program such as the MUT client, etc. Visual now, it's similar to editor, but it's typically more, uh, it's used before editor, and editor is sort of like a fallback to visual. Why is that? Uh, Visual is more like screen-oriented editor, such as VI. And the editor is more like uh, an, an, a line editor, a line-based editor, such as ADD. So usually, uh, it was used in the old days when you didn't have, um, you, ha you had a difference between the editor and visual, because you were in a terminal and there, there was a teletype. Anyway, these days it doesn't matter. You can set uh, editor equal to visual because it doesn't really matter. Now, uh, for preferred application, we could have a whole podcast on that thing because because 
the default application are not really respected by the environment variables. They're more like with MIME types, what type of file you open, related to what type of program handles this thing. Let's go into the must-know. It's enough blah blah blah, we want to know some practical things. There are other things to know than the files, the set that sets the variable. We want to know utilities. The things we're mentioning here, the utilities, they happen, they're used and at the session level after you're logged in inside the shell. And most shell will let you interface with the environment variables as if they were local shell variables. So there's not much difference between them. And to do that, you just call them. Uh, you just use them as a normal variable. You put dollar, dollar sign in front of the variable you want to check. And you get the value. You can change it and your script. For instance, you can echo it on the command line. Uh, echo dollar home and it will print the value of the home environment variable you can also change them you can reset your home directory uh, but to do that it's more uh, shell specific it's more uh, wiser to use the utility that your shell offers you to change the environment variable it's nice to just uh, display it with echo but it's uh, wiser to just use your shell utilities so many shell distinguish between shell variables and environment variables but some don't a shell variable is defined by the set command and deleted by the onset command so a shell variable is more like the temporary variable we talked about before uh, set name equal value some shell simply allow name equal value. So it, it's shell dependent. Environment variables are set by the set env command and displayed by the print env or env command or by the echo command as individual shell variables are. Some other shell use export command instead, instead of set env. So the formats of the commands are set env name space value and if you want to unset it unset env name without any value or some other shell have export name equal value or export name equal without any value so you can so you can call the set env command print env or env or export without any argument and it will print the list of all the values that are already set so they, they, they both they all have the same behavior when you don't give them uh, an argument. They just print the list of the values already set. So we said it's shell dependent, but which shell do what? Uh, for born and related shells, you use you could use directly variable equal value without any set. And for environment variables, you can use export variable. For KSH, bash, and related shells, you use export variable equal value. For CSH and related shell, you use the set env variable value. Sweet part of the podcast, we're going to discuss tips and tricks and relevant comment, relevant comment and tools for environment variables. We said we could just set uh, a local 
shell variable using variable equal value, right? But we can specify shell variables and front before calling a program, before the, the command you want to execute. And usually it will be considered by the program as an environment variable passed to it. So if you do variable equal value and then just right next to it your program with its argument and everything you want to do, then it will consider it as a as an environment variable. And in the transcript uh, I'll be posting a little example of that if you want to check it. A nifty tool that helps with environment variable is the env command line utility, env. So env is a, cell, a shell command for Unix and Unix-like operating system. It's used to either print a list of environment variable or run another utility in an altered environment without having to modify the current existing environment. So li like all uh, the environment variable related command line utility, if you don't pass any argument to it, it will print the list of env environment variables. So usually env is used uh, to launch uh, shell scripts at the top of shell scripts. It's used to launch the interpreter. You can see it in those things called hashbang line. It allows you to look up the interpreter via the path environment variables. So it's a helper because you don't have to to do system dependent stuff to look up the the interpreter. You could specify the inter interpreter without the env command line utility, but you'll have to give the full path and it's highly system dependent. So this env command line utility makes it more portable. And that's fine. That's really good. Now a little trick, we said we could look up the list of environment of a process, of a certain process on Linux, only specific to Linux using the slash proc. But there's another nifty way of, of listing those uh, current environment variables for that specific process using the ps uh, command line. So if you do ps e-p and the pid of the program, it lists the environment variable. So that's basically the whole discussion about environment variables. You should be really at ease with them now. But we're gonna dig deeper and talk about more philosophical stuff beyond the scope of this article. We said there are environment variable loaded session-wide by the shell and by the user once he logs in. And one nice thing is uh, if you want those things to be user specific but generic, you could set them and the uh, etc scale, the skeleton used to create the new home for new user you are going to create on the machine. So if you want some session variables for all new users but not enforce them on the long run, you want to let them change them or modify them or augment them, then it's a, a nice nifty way to do this.
Another nifty thing is when you call or change user using the SU comment. There are arguments to it. The dash L argument, which is the same as a dash without anything, it uh, simulates a full login, which means that all the current environment variables are discarded except for home, shell, path, term, and user. So in sum, if you use su dash, it will reset the environment variables that you currently set. But if you use su uh, with the name of a user, and then you switch user without doing that, it will keep the current ones that you just set. So keep that in mind every time you change users. Now, more of the philosophical stuff. Critics about environment variables. They warn you about the overuse of them, that they can be changed by anything on the system, that there are many, many files and many shell languages that cons consider them or not consider them, that they are ephemeral and easy to overlook, that they are specific to user and not to program, and that uh, basically they, they, they're just stuff that you query, they're, they're not very stable thing like configuration files. So that's the main critics about environment variables. And there's also the critic that you have a limited set of them that you can pass to the exec VE system call. There's also the fact that we mentioned before about default application. Environment variables cannot be used for default application because you have the MIME type related to the specific type of files. So each program have their own way of doing and opening files. So if you set the, for, for example, browser environment variables, it might not be even looked up before opening a URL, for example. It's a bit, it's a bit messy because even graphical user interface such as GNOME, KDE, they have their own set of resources and and uh, sort of like global variables to, to them that they they don't have to go back to the environment variables to 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 know what to do on the system so that's mainly about it about the critics and about our such subject today of environment variables and i hope you you got a grasp of what environment variables are how they're used who loads them, and what really happens. And if you want to take something out of this discussion, just remember that this inheritance thing, that there's a parent process that has its own environment variables, that it reads from some files, which in fact could be any files, and then it passes them to the child process. And that's the main idea about environment variables that something runs in an environment and this, this something runs in the environment of the something before it, etc. and etc. I hope you understood it. Now let's talk about what we did uh, last week. Last week we discussed... What did we discuss last week? It was about executables, the word of executables in the Unix world. And we found out that everyone is using the ELF uh, format and that there's a lot of cool thing to know about the format uh, 
uh, of the executables about the process that they're running uh, the sort of cycle the way the the file is handled how it's executed by the system loaded by the kernel how it taxes the api the abi etc etc so if you want to know more about executables go to the last week podcast and just listen to it now this week what i personally did this week um, I didn't do much. I played some war games. I got into war games again, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with those. They're helping you learn about security and about uh, some specific little challenges, mental challenges, not mentally challenged, but mental challenge. Yeah, so the. They they boost up your curiosity and they help you keep your mind uh, and shape your, your yeah so it's about it yeah so I hope you enjoyed this podcast if you want to join me you can ask for a key and then you you go on IRC you ask for a key and then you go to podcast.nixers.net you log in there you put your schedule and then you can join the podcast and uh, the next week. If you like to contribute, you can. The best way you can do it is by commenting on the extended thread on the forums. And if you want to see what's going to be the next week episode, what are the current episodes, etc., where are the recordings, just go to podcast.nixers.net/what w h a t podcast.nixers.net/what. It was. Vinam for the Nixers podcast, and I hope you enjoyed your environment variables. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>